Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, December 12th, 2021. Greetings to the bevy of beautiful Bama fans out there. <laughs> Can I get a roll tide? No. No. Oh, come on, Jim. Maybe a suck our dick, oh, but oh, no. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Suck my little bulldog dick. Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had to bring it up oh, right out of the gate. Congratulations yet again mm-hmm. to the Fucking Alabama goddamn football team. Roadhead. Roadhead. Yeah. But but let me say this. I will say this. We will meet again in a month. This is my prediction. <laughs> oh shit. We're gonna be meeting again. And it's gonna be a very different game. So while yes, uh Daddy Saban did give give little Kirby a spanking. Could be a very different game in a month. Yeah, I know. I, and I will admit that. I I'm will a, admit that. I'm in a weird spot as a Georgia fan, as a lifelong Georgia fan. You know, we just had the best season, regular season of my lifetime, because I was born in 82, you know, right after their last big heyday. And we've never gone 12-0 and 0, uh, in a regular season. Right. And, and, well, and as I explained to you, I know your pain. Because we talked about this last night. Yeah. You and I talked about this. Oh, yeah. If you live long enough, <laughs> you will know the glory of being the victor and the agony, ag- just sheer agony of being shit. Well, so far for my entire life of being a Georgia fan, I've only known agony. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a weird spot because we just came off of our best regular season and then... It doesn't matter whether it's Mark Rick, Kirby Smart, doesn't fucking matter. We are going to shit the bed at least once a year in a manner that has not happened at all throughout the rest of the season, any of the games before, any of the games after, but there will be one game where we just don't show the fuck up. All right. And that was last Saturday. I don't know why uh, you had to pick that game to snooze on, Georgia. What the fuck? But it's a weird spot because I'm completely dejected. I don't even give a fuck about watch. You know, I still got to wait. Well, I guess we all got to wait like two and a half, three weeks for the next game. Right, right. And it's not like Georgia's season is over and they're sitting at home. I mean, we're still in the playoff. So you think, I, hey, man, you should be pretty excited. It's the second time in school history that you're in the playoff. Like, that's a thing. Like, you're 12 and one. Be happy, you sour puss. <laughs> but I'm not. No, I'm, right, not. Right. I'm not happy at all. I, I don't, I don't look, because here's the thing. Even if Georgia goes and beats Michigan, which is a likely possibility, um, Alabama is damn near guaranteed to just smash Cincinnati. And then it's Georgia-Alabama again. And as a fan, yeah, sure, if Georgia were to beat Bama to win the Natty, all this goes away. Right. And I'm the happiest fuck right. That's, right. Uh, that's, that's ever fucked. But if the same thing happens again, and I got to feel this shit, Again, I might give up on sports entirely, Doug. <laughs> Don't do that, man. I'm telling you, the future is yours. Well, the future. Here's, here's the thing. I would have much preferred Georgia to get over the Alabama hump 
and the SEC championship, so there wouldn't be a possibility of a repeat in the same postseason. Right. And make our yeah. make hey Georgia, had you just shown the fuck up, then you wouldn't have to worry about Bama. Then you got Cincinnati, you got Michigan, right, and Oklahoma State, possibly Notre Dame, possibly all very beatable teams. Well, but no, I don't, I don't know if this is just me not having the experience and being a naive fuck as far as UGA goes, but I mean, you had the situation where both. The offense, which has already been semi-shaky, at least uh, most of the year, they were always backed up by the defense. And the defense totally shit the bed this this last game. Didn't even show up. Yeah, and that's the situation. It's like, you know, at least in the games where the offense was not showing up, the defense was able to bail them out, and that did not happen here. I think the defense is not going to be, you know, so kind the next time. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought that there's not a single player on our team that has a win against Bama, and they've mm-hmm. lost in heartbreaking fashion every time, that that would be enough to maybe get up and show up. But no, SEC Championship isn't a big enough game, I guess. Fucking, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so... Th- and the other thing that pisses me off, and I wasn't really buying into it leading up to the game, I didn't... There was no shit talk. There was like nothing between us the week of the game. Because the national media was doing doing uh, the shittiest job of shit-talking ever. They were guaranteeing a Georgia victory. Even Georgia sports figures were saying, today's the day. Today's the day we shake this Saban monkey off our back. Yoo-hoo! They were celebrating before the game even started. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. If there's any team that you never take lightly or think it's a guaranteed win... It's when Georgia faces Bama. What has shown you that, that that all of a sudden now they forgot how to play football? I, I couldn't fucking believe it. Well, I have to give another shout out to my boy Bryce Young. Heisman Trophy winner. Yes, we finally have a quarterback from Bama to win a Heisman. That's huge. That's fucking huge. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Heisman it's, Trophy it's is kind of meaningless these days. Well, yeah, it is. It is. If you're Their Georgia, invitee but. list was garbage. <laughs> it was hot shit. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, the running back from Michigan State, wasn't even invited. Like, are we even going to take this award seriously? It's literally like, <laughs> oh, you're the quarterback on the best team, therefore we're going to give it to you because uh, we don't know what else to do. Yeah, it, this year's field that was invited was uh, not. There weren't that many Heisman moments. Bryce only had one, and it was an SEC championship. He won it that night. Had Bama lost that game, no Heisman for Bryce. No. And so it was a one-game award. I mean, kudos. And, and, and kudos well, and all well that. worth it. Kudos uh, and all that. Yes. I'm only after one trophy, Doug. I know you are. <laughs> There's only one <laughs> I know, that I want. I know. Yeah. And I want it in my lifetime. <laughs> And I'm alive right now. So how about we go ahead and get this bitch wrapped up? That's <laughs> well, all I'm saying. Well, hey, we did get a second Braves championship, you know, with our lifetime. So yeah, that's that is something. already worn off. I know, dude. You already <laughs> said that's already worn <laughs> off. I'm, I told you. Last about nature, a week, baby. This is the nature yeah. of being a fan. Yeah. 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 And I even said this when the Braves were in their postseason run, and I said it to Doug. I said, as much as I want the Braves to win this whole fucking thing, you would it would, I would prefer yeah. Georgia win the Natty this year yeah. and the Braves not win the World Series. Yeah, That's how much it matters. You did say that to me. And I remember. And and 
like I said, I feel your pain. Mm. Now, I don't feel the pain of a lifetime because I was born in the Bear Bryant era of Alabama. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, just fucking destroying teams. But I also remember as a kid, there were much better, and we were talking about this, we're, mm-hmm. how how schools were much better um, individually than it's, now it's all, you know, consolidated into just a few schools. There used to be, it used to be, you know, any school at any time could have a fucking killer program going on. Yeah. And, um, but now it's more consolidated. Well, I think, I think anybody that's been paying attention to at least college football over the last just two weeks, I think there's an argument to be made that that's getting blown up now. With all the coaches going right. all over the fucking place. Yeah, they're place. going everywhere. Yeah, Like Clemson, oh, for, yeah. Clemson for example, kind of was an Alabama of sorts for five years. Right. Um, and now, no playoff. I don't even know if they're ranked. They lost their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, and their athletic director all this year. Yeah, it's turning into the NFL. It's, it's, it's like a... It's crazy. Yeah, so Brett Venables, the Clemson... Defensive coordinator is now going to be the head coach out in Oklahoma because Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's former head coach, is now at it out at Southern Cal. So they should be on the rise now. You got Oregon's coach going down to Miami, so now Miami should be more relevant. And Miami took Clemson's athletic director and Notre Dame's coach going to LSU. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, Brian Kelly. Yeah, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly with his family down there in Baton Rouge. <laughs> family. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever uh, has seen that clip, but there's uh, there's it, it made quite a bit of hullabaloo on the interwebs uh, when Brian Kelly showed up at a LSU basketball game to it address is, the crowd. It's funny. It and, is funny and make his claim that national championships were coming back to Baton Rouge. This guy who um, I think is from Massachusetts, somewhere, somewhere, who coached at Cincinnati and then went from there to Notre Dame, which if you don't know where Notre Dame is, is in Indiana. Yes, yes. Goes to Baton Rouge for 24 hours and immediately has a southern accent. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. He's a Cajun. He's a Cajun now. Yeah, he's a Cajun. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get nipple rings and wearing overalls and you know start loving gumbo. I guess and but- eating gator. <laughs> <laughs> well, but- I think the accent is so strong down there that you pick up on it. Real, I, I know what y'all are getting at that this it's way too artificial. It's fake as fuck. No, but seriously, up. I mean, there are people that have lived like in the UK for like a month and already are picking up a little bit oh, because yeah. it's so strong. No, I understand that it happens. I've oh, had it happen to me. I've, uh, I've yeah, had yeah. people tell me that, you know, my sister, she's been living in England for like 11 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, people tell me that, that talk to her, that she's, she's got an English accent now. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I talk to her all the time. She sounds just as fucking redneck as she's ever sounded. <laughs> you know what I mean? She does. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like a perception. I think people kind of... Uh, a lot of times they'll perceive someone's talking different when they're really not, you know, 
because they'll think they're looking for. Well, it. yeah, they're looking for something mm-hmm. in their in their you know some inflection. You changed. I know their, it. Now I I will say this. I do know this about myself. This is about myself. My southern accent, as far as sounding straight up from the south, has it, it, it kicked in a hell of a lot more when I moved back down here mm-hmm. uh, than when I was you know up in North Carolina and in that area. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, when I moved back to, to Georgia, everybody was, or when I moved down here, you know, everybody was like, it was, it was just like being in Alabama again. You know, it was like, hey, dude, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up? No, and I, you know, I, I used to work customer service uh, for most of my life. And so anytime I talk to people and they ask where I'm from, it would be a shock to them that I'd say the South. Right. Um, however, that's not the same thing when I would talk to somebody on the West Coast. When somebody on the West Coast, they immediately picked up on the fact that I was from the South. All right. And it's because, I mean, definitely there are certain words where the accent comes through really strong for me. Um, so, but I, I think that's what the difference is, just kind of what you're exposed to on a daily basis. Not to mention, I think, you know, with your sister, does she use a lot of the slang, you know, now that uh, they use in the UK? Yeah, I've, uh, I haven't really noticed her using that. Well, mm-hmm. some, some, mm-hmm. a little bit, but not, uh, they more copy her. <laughs> it's like, it's like she, she was a fucking oh, novelty. Awesome. Dude, when she moved there, I mean, everybody, everybody, they were like, they were like wanting to be friends with me on Facebook because I was her brother and yeah. I was kind of like, who are these fucking people? Who Fascinating these, who behavior. Are these people from yeah. England, you know, that are, that are on my Facebook. I guy. must study and, this uh, further. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they, she, I'll see you at funny. the pub later tonight, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Tell <laughs> yeah, man, I'll get shit faced with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm bewildered. By but, this beast. Uh, that, and that's always that's always fascinated me as uh accents you know especially yeah. in the united states just in this country alone uh, i mean you know you go to yeah. europe and you're going from country to country to country you expect you know something different but mm-hmm. in the united states it's it's almost the same thing you know you go because uh, you've got the you've got the southern accent of Texas, yeah, and yeah. and that area, and you have the southern accent that we have, mm-hmm. and then you have Louisiana that has their own their own thing, their own oh, yeah. dialect, pretty much, and then you've got like Missouri. The, they call them the high totters, you know, up in Virginia, in <laughs> yeah, the Virginia mm-hmm. area, Norfolk, Virginia area. They call them high totters, and then you've got the New England and uh, and New York and Boston, even. Between Boston and New York, yep. they're different. Yeah. It's it's well, just, it's an it's, it's an amazing thing. So there's like subgroups. Yeah, yeah. So you have like you said the southern accent, and you have like the coastal plain, right? And then Louisiana, and then yep. Texas, and the, and the West Coast is all like they're, they're all the, kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like uh, Close, New yeah. New England, there's a difference between northern Maine and coastal Maine. Boston and New York, yeah. New Jersey yeah, New and Jersey. Philly. And it's it's similar in England where you can go 20 miles down the road and you have a totally different right. uh, yeah, dialect. Yeah. 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 So it's just funny to me when Brian Kelly went down to Louisiana yeah. and he automatically had it cuz I've had that shit happen to me. Sure. When I went and for a long period of my life my parents have lived up north, whether it be Michigan or New England, and when I go up there it, it like I I can't fit in. They just immediately go, oh, you're southern. They don't know what part of the south. They just know I'm from the south. But I'll never forget. There was one time I went hunting with my stepdad, 
And I think I was on the phone with my mom telling her about, uh, like, we saw this many deer, this many partridge, but I said, like, partridge. Because <laughs> I said it the way that I've been hearing it partridge. every day for two weeks. And immediately my mom goes, oh, no, we got to get you back down. <laughs> <laughs> You're already starting to change. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I understand right. the concept No, I, that I get this it is too. a thing. Yeah. However, Brian Kelly is not known to be a likable guy. <laughs> and so well none of his none of his people went with him none of his uh coaching staff went with mm. him they all stayed behind in notre dame yeah so yeah. that tells that you something volumes. right there yeah and elite coaches are assholes they ha- they kind of have to be they're super alpha male and they're you know whatever they're 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 dickheads yeah so i don't i don't give brian kelly the benefit of the doubt that this is a legitimate you know, just I'm just engulfed in the culture, and oh lordy, me, look at this, Hooey. Yeah, um, I think. Oh, it's, it's an image play all, all day long. I, of course it is. Yeah, it's yeah. used car sell. He's recruiting the fans. Right. Sure, is what he's doing, and he's trying to get their buy-in because he knows he's probably going to have a rough year or two before he oh, gets yeah. them back to where the fans wanted to be. Well, and fuck, the he's fans got to put a whole staff together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a you know. But the fans collectively have to be going. Dude, we don't give a shit. As long as you give us wins, we don't give a fuck what you sound like. So that's one thing. Wins cure. Winning is a cure all. Yeah. To any and all yeah, yeah. problems that uh, uh collegiate. That, yeah. <laughs> but but a good friend of mine, his family's from Louisiana. Uh, he's a lifelong LSU fan. I talked to him the week or like within a day or two after Brian Kelly came down. And I was like, so what do you think about Brian Kelly coming down? Because I personally think it's a shitty fit. I don't think he's LSU. I don't think he's going to jive well in that area. But then again, he could supersede it and just say, this is a major, this is major college football. What do you want? Um, and when I was talking to my buddy, he he was not on board. He was not a buy-in. He was like, I, 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 it's a big name hire, but he's not going to. He's never going to be LSU. Well, recruiting is going to be where if he can recruit right, yeah, that's where that's where it would all change. Well, that's kind of no, the, and and he won't be LSU, no. But if he wins there, if he starts winning there, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll turn him I into think LSU. What you might be thinking, you know, is it's a booster play. It's the kind of thing to force the boosters to put more money into the program, whether they get wins or not. It's a big name. And so the bigger the name, the more money you're going to get from, uh, you know, your supporters, then you can really go out and get the talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what he's doing. It's yeah. part of the it's part of the business of it. It's just he's coming across very fake and gay. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs> worth mockery and ridicule, which is what I like to do. And I'm sure the yeah. fans see it, too. They've oh, got yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have to. Um, I mean, if there's a 48-hour turnaround and you, you sounded normal on another telecast and all of a sudden you're doing a southern accent. Yeah. If they have ESP in Shreveport, they know about it. Oh, they they know things. <laughs> they know things there. They have a hunch. All I'm saying is if, uh, if, if he can put a wall around Louisiana and keep the, the state's top talent there in LSU, they'll be fine. Same thing in Florida. Florida has a new coach, the Gators. And Miami. And so if they can keep more of the five stars from Florida in that state, they'll be fine. And then that will take him off of Alabama's roster and Georgia's roster and Oklahoma's roster. Because by himself, Nick Saban, and I think, I forgot the stat, over the last 15 years, has more five stars from Florida than Florida State, 
Florida and Miami combined. I'm That's, sure he does. That is the biggest reason why you have a concentration of power in college football. Right. They all is, want to play for a winner. That's yeah. that's uh, all the guys that you're talking about, all those five stars, it doesn't matter where the fuck they're at. It doesn't matter where they're at. If they're if they see a team, if they see somebody like Saban courting them, you know, they're going to be Saban's going to be automatically top of their list. Sure. Cause, well, cause it's, it's a not, proven yeah. it's proven that he fucking wins titles, you know. Yeah. Well, That's and just, it's not just about winning titles, it's about the fact, you know, where am I going to get the most coverage as far as being seen so that I can get into the NFL, higher draft numbers so that I make more money because we all know that even if you make it to the NFL, injuries are very real for people to lose their career very quickly. And college is the same way. Yeah. I mean, even these all these high school recruits that make it to college. I mean, dude, look at pro throw. My God, I thought I always go back to him. I know I've probably said him on the podcast before. But um, the injury that he suffered at Alabama, he he could have been one of the greatest receivers mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, he he, he was made, supposed to be the next or the the first Julio Jones. Yeah, the first Julio Jones, exactly. And 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 he was uh, the he still to this day made the most incredible catch I've ever seen in football. Period. Yeah, and um, it's the one everyone it, thinks it, of when you say pro throw. It's it, yes, and and it's uh, and it's it you know hit. What happened to him is just a, just what I'm talking about. You know, I sure. mean, he was fucking a star athlete. He went into college and and got a career ending injury. You know, so I mean, it's it happens at all levels. Yeah, it there's does. tons of top. I mean, I'm I'm not concerned about injuries. That that's right. always no, be there. I, no, I know. But my point is, is you won't have Saban holding on to all the five stars from Florida if you actually have coaches that know how yeah. to recruit and if they can keep if if Louisiana's five stars go to LSU. Florida's five stars get dispersed through their three main schools. Georgia keeps theirs. Bama keeps theirs. Bama is no longer as stacked as they are. Georgia is no longer as stacked as they are. You immediately start to have a leveling out, which is why I was pro playoff expansion, because something needed to be done. Yeah. Even though my team is in the top five of that concentrated power. I agree with that. I don't like it for this Even though my team's on top of that. I I agree with that. I don't like it. I want Michigan to be good. Yeah. I want Wisconsin to be good. I want good. Ohio State to be good. I mean, Ohio yeah. State, they used yeah. to be a fucking great fucking they, a nemesis for us, you yeah. know? And and they've just turned into shit, you yeah. know? I mean, football and, is better when you don't have one person ruling the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why I hate, hate Tom New, Brady. New England. <laughs> and I hate Saban. Yeah. I'm ready for... I'm, once you've reached enough success... I'm rooting for your death. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll, uh, I'm not gonna hate Saban. I did. I used to hate him. Mm-hmm. I did. I hated him till he signed with Alabama, and then, uh, <laughs> and then the hatred quickly melted away. But well, I mean, I'm not Alabama, gonna hate on Saban, but I do agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. I agree that it Alabama. We have been fortunate enough to be the the dynasty. We are a true dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Saban error is a dynasty. Yeah. If if you want to talk about dynasties in football, you can't fucking get any better than the era of Saban. Yeah. No. I and, mean, Alabama is to college football what the Yankees, you know, yeah. are to you know baseball. Yeah. And I mean, even when they're not winning, there's their names still in the conversation, and that that's the point. I mean, of course, the Yankees haven't really brought much, you know, lately 
either, but they're always still in the conversation. And see, that's I, I think that's where the dominance comes from. So I know that the bulk of our listeners come from the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that if they are sports fans, college football fans, that they're likely a Georgia fan. And they hate me. So I want to speak to them <laughs> for a minute because I understand this has been a dark week. Yeah. This is going to be another dark couple of weeks. There's a lot of questions, no answers. You won't have a chance to see your team out on the field to answer any of these questions for a few more weeks. So while we're all in this dark place, <laughs> I'm going to play a clip from a guy that I've been watching for years, and I think he puts things in a very middle ground but solid. Uh, he, he's very astute, and I like his takes, especially because he doesn't get too high or too low, and he sees things from a perspective that us as fans typically are unable to because we're too close emotionally to the situation. So I'm going to let one Josh Pate uh, say a few things to hopefully bring you out of your depression and, well, cheer the fuck up. Get an email and it says, maybe it's time to have a conversation with Kirby Smart. I want to have a conversation with you if you think it's time to have a conversation with Kirby Smart about his job status. Kirby Smart, according to Wikipedia, 45 years old. Nick Saban, when he got to Alabama, take a guess at how old he was. He's 70 or 71 right now. He was 55 years old when he got to Alabama. That's a decade and a half ago. He, at that time, when he first got to Alabama, was 10 years older than Kirby is right now. What are we saying to get down to the crux of things? What are we saying? Are we telling this guy right here, who's averaging like 10 and a half or 11 wins a year, are we telling him, because you can't beat the greatest of all time in your early to mid-40s, that's it. And so then you get all the usual criticisms. Well, Josh, he needs to adjust offensively. He did. He hired Todd Monk a couple of years in now as offensive coordinator. Well, but Josh, he hasn't adjusted his offensive approach Where's our good quarterbacks? Well, he went and got JT Daniels. He's been hurt. Well, yeah, but where's his five-star quarterbacks from high school? We got Brock Vandergriff last cycle. He's a true freshman. Okay, but we need more speed at receiver. You got Arian Smith, probably the fastest skill guy in the country in the last recruiting cycle. He's out. He's injured right now. That's just the way it is sometimes. There are a lot of criticisms that have been lobbed Kirby Smart's way. Some of them have layers of validity to them. But when you come down to an honest evaluation of anything... It's not just an A or an F. Imagine if that's the way you got handled in school. You either get an A or you get an F. Well, I'm not here. Chances are you're probably not here. What if Kirby Smart never beats Nick Saban? Let's say he goes up against him three more times. The dude ends up 0-7 against Nick Saban. If Saban retires in five years, Kirby Smart will be 50 years old. You'll have a program that has recruited at an elite level for over a decade at that point. And Kirby will be five years younger than Saban was when he got to Alabama. And Kirby will then be in a Sabanless SEC and a Sabanless, a post-Saban college football, a PSCFB, if you will. Where will Georgia football be? Answer: Probably positioned as good as anyone to dominate over the next ten or fifteen years in their own right. My my right. point exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my point. So Amen. There's, there's a little light at the end of this. <laughs> Seemingly never-ending dark tunnel. <laughs> I, I, dude, I have said that to you. I've tried mm-hmm. to make you guys see that. It, it's it's true. Everything he said is true. Oh, yeah. And, and if but I'll, Georgia, forget it. I'll forget it every time I, I lose I, Alabama. I know, I know. You forget it. You I do. got three to you four more forget. of these to go through, <laughs> yeah. Doug. But, but, well, the, uh, but yeah. the... um. And and it's and just like what we were talking, we actually talked about this last night, too. We were talking about the school itself, the the you know all the board and shit wanting to, to keep him yeah you know and 
I'm sure that they saw it just like I'm seeing it. It this is not a this ain't a short term thing. This no. is mm-hmm. a this is this is a long term yeah. investment to dominance. That's what that's exactly what it is. It and what like like he says exactly the way I think. Once Saban's gone, it's Georgia for years. For years. Yeah. And, well, it's, and, it's yet another sign that we're in the times of instant gratification. <laughs> nah, yeah. You know? well, yeah, because no one's really talking much when they bring up Saban, his time at Michigan State. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. his, his time uh, at, at LSU before at the Miami. titles. <laughs> or, yeah, at the Dolphins. There's a lot of time that Saban has been coaching where rings weren't a plenty. Right. Sure. Right. Um, and so that a little bit of perspective is needed uh, because – because of the sports media that was building everybody up to a fever pitch, thinking that it was a done deal, which is my biggest problem. I don't know why people bought into it. Right. I don't know. Have you been a Georgia fan for like two weeks and all of a sudden you you just don't know any better? Like, is this your first go around right. here? Well, well, Georgia, to be honest, they didn't play anybody like Alabama the whole year. Yeah. You know, so it, it was really their first test of of all that, you know, great offense and defense and all that stuff. Well, and during the football season, and we'll move on to a different topic. We we spent the whole half hour yeah. on sports, but it was an off year. You you can't just go from a COVID year to all of a sudden snapping right yeah. back and yeah. True. everybody's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You know, Kentucky and Arkansas were top 10 teams at a point in this year. I mean, Clemson was ranked 3rd coming into the season and what are they? They're they're nothing. Yeah. So there were a lot of are they ranked? Uh, I'd have to look it up, but yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of faults, you know. And Kentucky's not even ranked now, so there was a lot of false indicators that led people to artificial beliefs in their team. Um, and I think Cincinnati's about to see that, and I I honestly do think Michigan's about to see that. They've had a great year, but I do think it comes to an end on New Year's Eve day. Well, and yeah, and I do I I agree with you, Doug. To be serious. I do agree that I think it will be Alabama and Georgia playing for the Natty and Indy. Sure. Yeah, same here. And, uh, you know, like you were saying with this year and, you know, how everything went off kilter because of last year, I mean, we as a people are all seeing that we're having to get used to uh, new shit, teams included, of course. Um, I will say, you know, started taking passengers quite recently and that's one of the things that we talked about a great deal was definitely sports um however a point i'll make in that is i i did have a story that you know i've told jim um doug you have not had a chance to hear this yet arona got a new car by the way yeah yeah arona got a new car now he can now he can show for the uber people yeah. Yeah. All the Uber peasants. All the peasants. Are now hopping in. <laughs> yeah. The Arona bus. <laughs> yes. And uh, they're traipsing all over the city. And, and there's, yep. take they're me sharing, to your leader. <laughs> and they're sharing wondrous uh, tales with our, with our <laughs> homeboy here, one yes. third of Ignore the Rant. Yes. And uh, so, what are some of the things that you've heard now that you've started uh, interacting with the general masses? There you go. Well, and I get the same question every time somebody gets in my car, which is, you know, what's the craziest ride you've taken? (laughs) This one. (laughs) (laughs) By far. Yeah. I mean, you know, nine out of ten, pretty much everybody's low-key. Honestly, I'm shocked at how few stories I actually have from the passengers that I've taken. Um, However... 
I want to say that she was maybe the seventh or eighth person that I took as a passenger. And this is last Thursday. Um, it's six 15 in the morning. And strangely enough, I'm already picking somebody up from a doctor's office at six 15 AM on a Thursday. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> off the books. Hmm. Um, Medication. Going yeah. On. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Medical procedures. Right had, on. Had a procedure done at uh, 411 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I didn't stay in the parking lot long enough to see if there were discarded hypodermic needles and just random other things that made it look like a back alley kind of operation. But either way, um, I get to the woman's location and, uh, she's too weak to even open my door. Um, and she vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> um, and so she could, she could not hardly get into the car. She did, but then I had to come over and actually shut the door for her. Now, how old was this woman? 45. Oh, doc was, did a number on her. Didn't he? Wow. Yeah. Blew that back out. <laughs> now she needs a Becky out of me. Becky out of me. Well, on my way back around to the driver's seat, um, she's pulling up pictures unbeknownst to me. And so the first words out of her mouth when I get back into the car, you want to see my new titties? <laughs> yes. The answer is always yes. Show yeah. me your new titties. <laughs> However... <laughs> Jim already knows this about me. I, I'm a, you know, I'm just very much a timid, almost, I'm still almost the same 15 year old kid sometimes where I was raised. If you ever come upon somebody naked, not in the way you might be thinking when I say come upon, but, uh, you avert your eyes immediately. That's a polite thing to do. I didn't mean to see it. So that's what I do, but at the same time, I'm trying not to offend her. And I go, "Oh, those those look very nice." And I'm at this time already driving. So she's like, "Dude, you didn't even look." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> of course I didn't." I was like, "You have to warn somebody you're about to unleash the titties." It's like if I'm not looking to see them, then they're quite a surprise. I, I can't take the. I think the declaration that was in the form of a question was all of the warning you were supposed to get. I want to be an Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> I only pick people up from, uh, from the cosmetic surgery places. 6.15 in the morning. Yeah. I should have taken note of that location oh, and just like made it my morning stop. Just like. Yeah, it's you called know. Buckhead. Yeah. Half the places in there are yeah. just doing augmentation. Just. Throw a dart on the map and go go <laughs> pick up some chick with new body knew parts. Uber was had such benefits. <laughs> well, you know, and and, and, <laughs> and Doug, take a guess where she wanted to be taken after uh, she got her titties done. The strip club. Um, that's a good guess, but uh, okay, think more Georgia, more Georgia, yeah. Waffle House. Uh, Waffle House, a hundred percent Cracker Bro. Oh, no. Waffle House, Waffle House, Waffle House. Okay, well. If you're, if you can't get the Uber guy to look at your tits, yeah, she's hungry and she's hungry. She's yeah, been next under up for on that list is Waffle House. Yeah, she's you're been gonna gassed have up, a captivated audience. Been it's gassed guaranteed. up for the last four or five hours. She's probably hungry. <laughs> 
No, we, we and we, dude, we get to the Waffle House, and I'm like, I can now give you my full undivided attention. Can I now see these titties again? And now she forgot. She she was like uh, full frontal, so she had no panties on either. Oh, nice. Yeah. And like I said, 45-year-old woman, you know, still very good looking. She might have been looking for you to get in the back seat, bro. Uh, the, you know, the possibility was um, probably there. Yeah, you um, should have drove around back. Yeah. How else are you going to get five stars, dude? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, do you understand how this the rating system bounce. works? <laughs> we got to teach the kid a few things. Now, here's, here's something that I think the listeners might have already picked up on. Arona's not going to lead a battle or, or lead a, uh, a group of men into battle. No. Um, he, he's a sweetheart. He's a legitimate, a legitimate, uh, nice, caring individual. I'm a little more crass. Um, <laughs> and so there's times where Arona and I have misunderstandings on how things probably should have gone or would have gone. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> This is one of those times. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I agree with your crassness. Yes. If the, if the question ever is, would you like to see my tits? Yes. The yes. answer is always yes. yes. It's hey, always hey yes. I got that right, though. That was the first words out of my mouth was, and, yes, I would like to see the tits. Yeah. And yeah. I would be in the rearview mirror looking at titties. Then, hey. Yeah, I mean, nice, hey, you can just let those puppies breathe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah mean, let them breathe the whole way Well, I mean, while. since yeah. this was just done, if she had actually flashed me, it would have been the same thing as seeing a bra or, you know, somebody in their bathing suit because it's all bandages at this point. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, okay, forgot. Yeah, no, no, don't want to no. see them fucked Answers up. Answers no. Put those fuckers back up. Put those God damn it, if you bleed on my new upholstery, I'll and, kill you. They're all bruised and black. And, yeah. Oh, you left out some fucking... You left out some details. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. No, turn around and drop her the fuck back off. I didn't know they were brand new titties. Oh, yeah, they were. damn it. I would have gone in that Waffle House and ordered all the cooks to fucking beat her about yeah, her new yes. tits. <laughs> I would have no. said, I would have said, call me in a couple of months and show me your titties. Yeah. No, <laughs> at least you can say, you know, right after they got them done, before they've had a chance to be bruised, Ooh. it's like right after oh the fact God. when the doctor takes a picture. <laughs> They're, they're actually, yeah, they do look very good right afterwards because the bruising hasn't had a chance to take take hold. So she shows me a picture of the work she had done. It, it was actually really damn good. You know, compliments to the doctor. She And she had to, of course, give me the backstory. I'm 45 years old. I've had four kids. And, and three divorces. Been, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> She did not include the baby daddy total, which I was uh, really thankful for. Well, because alimony's paying yeah. for those tatas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> tatas. But oh, dude, Frank, there's nothing oh, man, worse I, than dude, a fresh I set I of Franken tits. My mind. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be an Uber no, driver. Okay, I don't ever want to okay. drive for Uber. Uh, uh, a revision <laughs> yes. already needs to be made uh, in this episode. If a female is coming out of a cosmetic surgery building and is asking if you want to see her tits and the answer is always no. No. <laughs> no. 100% no. I no the the, the answer is a question. Was this the two-month checkup? Yeah, was this yeah. a follow-up? Yeah. Or, uh, are you... Are you, are, are you uh, how new are they? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not asking how old you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how old how are, are those? How old what are, are your the titties? age of your tits? Yeah. Are they older yeah. than minutes? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. need to know this because, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but... You bring up uh, a funny point because you never know where awkward questions are 
interactions are going to come from some of these ladies out there. They've been cooped up for a year and a half as well. Sure. And sometimes you forget that they have needs. You know, we're all men here. I can't really think like a female. But now that the world is kind of opening back up and people are interacting with each other. Mingling, if you will. I've been, I've been hit with something recently that uh, almost made me do a spit take in front of, well... Your parents are on it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we spent this past weekend on a uh, on a Christmas event that's local to the area, a Christmas tour mm-hmm. of um, of a reception hall, about an hour, hour and a half away. It's a very historic mansion. It looks like it. It could have easily held various people that might have been whipped at one point or another. You yeah, know, if, you've seen, fields. if you've seen Django Unchained, this place is a carbon copy of that. Or Django Unchained is a carbon copy of yeah, this place. Yeah, or Django Unchained was filmed there. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. very very possible. And so they do groups, group tours, and then after that, everybody kind of goes into the same reception hall for dinner and a band and booze. And it was one of the more eclectic groups of people that I've ever had the opportunity of being around. Because not everybody was there <laughs> together. There were little offshoots, like five groups of 20 or something like that. And as the night was going on, you know, we're going through this mansion. We're looking for we're looking for secret passageways and trap doors. <laughs> That's the only thing that my mind could go to. Like, I don't give a fuck how expensive that piano is. Yeah. Where do you hide the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to correct something. Also, when you do say eclectic group of people, that does not count shade of skin. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, no. The the band uh, that played along to our dinner was a bluegrass band, which I'm fine with. Oh, of course. But yeah. to be on a plantation with bluegrass and uh, some dudes with handlebar mustaches, it was some white people shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was some straight up. It was so white, in fact, there was a guy that looked, um, you know how like when you go to Vegas or New York, you, you have like Michael Jackson impersonators mm-hmm. and, you know, Elvis impersonators and shit sure. like that. Yeah. I don't know what the market is for Hitler impersonators, <laughs> but he was there. Yeah. There was a fucking carbon copy of Hitler. It was <laughs> like me. Yeah. I, it was like if Hitler and I, I was the first one to see this gentleman. And I'm like, dude, it's as though Hitler, you know, kind of met the style of uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Because dude was Hitler wearing a, a fucking cardigan. cardigan. Yeah. So Hitler lives in Georgia now. Yeah. He's in the mountains of Georgia. He's not in Argentina. Yeah. In fact, at a really white event, you could see an Arona um, making sign language of Heil in his direction. <laughs> yeah, he was pointing to point at him. him out. He was pointing at him with one arm. <laughs> I kept on going, oh, look, he's in that direction. <laughs> but it, I mean, uh, I had to do like a triple take. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what, "What? Hold on, what? The motherfucker had a Hitler stash. He had the haircut, dark. His, his he looked. It was fucking Hitler, dude. Yeah, we had dinner with Hitler. I I had to. Yeah, I had to question whether we had died on our way to the event and we were now in hell. <laughs> and this was our reception. It's like you get to be tortured along the alongside this gentleman now. Yeah, Congratulations. Nice. Fancy cardigan though. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he got it, but uh, he, he was dapper. <laughs> but that was not the spit take. I do not believe. No, 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 no. That that was just like looking around this this group of people. I'm sure they were all fine people on all sides. Um, <laughs> on all sides. Yeah. 
but we're we're sitting there. I'm sure there was some fun ones. There's some good ones. <laughs> the, it looks like it did look like half of the crowd has held a tiki torch or two in their day. I'm just I'm not gonna not gonna lie. No. But we're sitting there. Dinner's kind of over. It's winding down. Dessert's already been had. And now everybody's just kind of mingling. People from this table are getting up talking to people from that table. And I don't know anybody there except for Stone, uh, friend and guest on the show, and Arona and your family. Mm-hmm. And that was the extent of anyone that I knew. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. So if anybody comes up and starts talking, I'm like, oh, this is somebody that uh, is part of the group. Yeah. Well, this was not the case. So we're sitting there as everything's winding down and people are being social and the booze is starting to take effect. Um, at as it will. At different points for different people. And all of a sudden, this woman just comes like a fucking boulder into our table. Hey, how's it going? Well, I don't pay her much mind because she's fully ingrained on the other side of the table. She's not talking to this side of the table where I'm at. It's my stepmom. She is like attached at the hip because, you know, they got to talking before the event started. And, uh, you know, and I actually happened upon this woman as well because I thought she was part of our group. Uh, so your stepmom was talking to this woman. Yes. Okay. Initially. Okay. That was the she, reason why she came over. Okay. She must have been, I, I would say, in the neighborhood of 71, 72 at least. And, um, you know, because I had seen her talking to the family, I, I saw her during the tour and I started talking to her and she goes into a full headlong you know, story about how she just lost her husband and a few other things. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I feel sorry for this woman. I understand why Charlotte feels sorry for this woman. And apparently we let too much of an opening take place. <laughs> because, so yeah. this woman apparently is related to some highfalutin motherfuckers here in the fine state of Georgia. In the fine state of Georgia. Yes. Because she starts immediately. Now, what are, what are some of the topics at a uh, at a nice, you know, upscale dinner that are not meant for uh, the table? Uh, religion and politics. <laughs> Those yeah. would be the first two. Um, well, she didn't give a flying fuck. She just went head first, balls deep into, well, my so-and-so uh, cousin is running for governor of the state of Georgia, and you best better vote for him. And I hope they ain't no Jews at this table. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, ma'am. The man in the cardigan will take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doug, she came close to that very comment a few we, times. We got to get that rat bastard Brad Raffensperger up out of the secretary of office. He has ruined this state, and by golly, I will do everything in my power to get him out of that out of that seat, this you is best so better. funny when you told me this happened. You oh, best yeah, better vote for this so and so. And I was like, ma'am, and I'm just trying to be polite and get her the fuck out of there, <laughs> ma'am. They already had my vote before you started talking. <laughs> Thinking that would be like, oh well, thank you, my work here is done. Oh, Let no. me move on to table forty-four. <laughs> no, no. Oh no. <laughs> you apparently, have pushed her button. You pushed her magic button. That was cast in a line yeah. that I never knew I threw out. <laughs> That's yeah, true. she she had to remove some moistness from oh, under her undergarments. Well, yeah. she bit and she bit hard. <laughs> I didn't know I was fishing, and she and so I'm sitting in between two women, <laughs> one being stone. And then there's two, actually two women on my right, and I'm sitting there, and she clears the whole table and asks the whole table. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do have to add, oh, there may or may not have been an ex-Catholic priest at the table as well. Well, we'll get there. Fuck <laughs> that. Fuck that. 
So she looks across the table at all the women and clears the table to see if any of them are my wives by asking, are any of y'all married to this man? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, oh shit. shit. And all the women, for whatever fucking reason. You said it punched stone, yeah. yeah they, they, no. For whatever fucking reason, which I'll have to follow up on later, all threw their hands up. Oh, no. No. I'm not with this motherfucker. I'm like, oh, God damn. Swords and daggers oh. right to my heart and my coccyx. That is great. I know. So, so obviously the answer was no. And now I'm beat red. I'm like, oh, no. What is happening here? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's like not... They're just egging this on at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and she comes in with, "Oh, if I was just a little bit younger." Oh God! And I think you said, or okay. Stone said, "Did you just say only a few years younger?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "That's cold blooded, man." Oh, That's dude, cold blooded. And uh, no, it it was a carbon <laughs> copy. And I know, Jim, you've seen it. Doug, you may have not. It was a carbon copy of Grandma's Boy, where <laughs> that that older woman hits on uh, Nick Swartzen, and it's like w- later he said it was like fucking the Great Depression. <laughs> that was this lady, yeah, because she followed it up with a story of her very glorious past. Well, she wanted to qualify that she was more than capable of rocking my fucking world. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Which obviously is what the table wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. The whole table. <laughs> I don't know. Can you handle this young buck? Now, this is a Christmas event. <laughs> yes, buck. this is a Christmas fucking dinner. <laughs> with, yeah. With, uh, with people that, and this is someone that they did not know until they got to the Christmas dinner. Yes. Just clarifying this yeah. for yes. our listeners. So now, she, and the dialogue could have doubled for an exposition scene in, in uh, what's the uh, political drama on Netflix? Kevin Spacey. Oh, House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. It could have doubled as exposition for House of Cards. So she starts to go into all of the different accomplishments that she's earned in her life uh, as to how I should feel, you know, flattered. How skanky she is. By how skanky she's yeah. being. Right. Yes. So she goes into detail about how she used to be a Playboy bunny and was the personal assistant to one Hugh Hefner that handled anything that he needed. Oh, she highlighted anything. She oh, yeah. Triple she, underlines. She had a anything. pregnant pause and everything. She yeah. was like, and I mean anything. I was like, Jesus Christ, woman. That was a slutty pause, not a pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, it was an aborted pause. She fucking... That didn't, was a bukkake pause. She didn't just fling it out there. She she threw it out there, hiked up a leg, and then said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna you wanna more detail? <laughs> want this? Yeah." So this creepy old bag <laughs> who hits on me in front of the entire table, in which nobody knows who the fuck this woman is. Stones next to me just downing her drinks. Like I don't even know what I'm doing here uh, in this moment because I can't say anything. Anything I say is going to just like blow this place up. Um, <laughs> and I. I had to excuse myself from the table because I was out of things to say. I did not know how to get out of that situation. <laughs> no, um, he literally left the table to go to the bathroom and to hide. At first, I thought this <laughs> I was, was scared. A, yeah, I thought this was a joke. But then Jim comes back in, 
The woman's still at the table and Jim is frantically signing to Stone. Like, is she still there? And Stone's just like, go back, go back. No, so so I come, I, I go to the bathroom for a few minutes and I come back in the room and I'm making my way over to the table and I look up and I see that she's still there. Stone sees me and immediately just waves me off. Like, get the fuck back yeah, out, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's still going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm now, I'm sure everybody's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, yeah. Because I'm happy. The tables are close together. You have to excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. So now I had to do that shit all the way back out the fucking room. And so I'm texting Stone. I'm like, let me know when she's gone. And then yeah, we yeah. can resume uh, like normal. And the entire time, and the reason why I bring up the ex Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. So he happens to be a very cherubic fella. In other words, just very childlike. Um, yeah, he's 80 and, years old. Yeah. Uh, so that explains most of it. <laughs> he just doesn't give a yeah. fuck. No, does not give he a just, single one. He, he doesn't did. even know where he last lost his fuck. And, that and, yeah, he forgotten. was probably sitting in his own shit at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, she's, she's continuing to talk frantically about whatever the hell she wants to. The entire time, the priest is making the the motion like a woman talking, just blah, 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 that kind of motion with his hands, and using the other hand to make a punching motion yeah. at it. Yeah. And it's not he's not even trying to conceal this. It's right in front of the woman's face. Yeah, he's two feet away. He's yeah. like two people away from her. And, and he's this just, is an 80-year-old Catholic priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miming uh, her actions as flat out mockery to her face and she is so oblivious to it because she's got tractor beams on my dopey ass yeah it was a weird weird dinner oh (laughs) it was fucking odd i mean okay and so and real quick i left at 8 30 p.m everything we're telling you happened at like 7 45 at night this wasn't like a two in the morning last call situation yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, and it took it 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 almost took twenty minutes uh, for him to be able to come back to the table, and what finally happens to make this woman adjourn from our table? It became very apparent that these episodes are not new, yeah, because a woman about her age who must have been her sister came over to collect her crazy ass. Because she comes over, it's just like, it's almost like she's ready to start apologizing as she gets to the table. And it's like, okay, come on, we need to go. Yeah, they're very nice people. It, it's time to leave. Yeah. How many of them have you hit on? How many, of, like, I see some open seats here. How many people did you run off? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but she had to, like, come and hook her by the elbow and, like, you know, drag her on. <laughs> like the Sandman, like, that, 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 I mean, I will say it was very much like uh, if any of you people out there have seen Lucky Number Slevin, you know, there's a scene where uh, it's Bruce Willis and he's looking at this woman across the way that's 94 years old. And he goes, oh, will you look at that piece over there? The guy's like, dude, she's like fucking 90. And he goes, I know, but there was a time. Mm. And I, I mean, I could see we're with that woman or Certainly was a time. I mean, she's been used up and spit out since there was a time. It rem- that <laughs> reminded me of uh, a time. I was probably 16 when this happened, maybe something like that, 16, 17 years old. And uh, my older cousin, she, uh, me and her were out doing something, and she was looking for somebody in a club. And we were going to these different clubs. 
to to look for this person, you know, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I knew him too, you know, and uh, so we're going to all these different clubs, and we walk in this one club, and uh, there's a lady sitting at the bar. She's probably in her fifties, I'm guessing, you know, seasoned. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she wasn't horrible looking. I mean, mm-hmm. she was she was just, but right when we walked in the door. It was just like what you're saying. It was a laser on me. It didn't matter where I went in that bar. I'd look over and she was staring at me. You know? mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I told my cousin, my cousin walks over and said, this lady's fucking tripping. She goes, well, let's come on. Let's get out of here. He ain't here. And I'm like, all right. So we go. To, we're getting ready to walk out. She's in front of me. We go. This woman gets off the fucking bar stool and comes up to me and hugs me. And I'm and I'm like walking. I'm trying to walk with this woman hugging me. Stranger and, danger. Stranger and danger. Like, and I'm and my cousin's Doug's got in front his rape of me. whistle out. My cousin's in front of me. She turns around and she goes, What the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. And, and, and so I'm trying to I'm trying to leave. And this woman, she's like trying to tongue me and all kinds of shit. Dude. And, and you want to see what the doctors just did downstairs? And, and I'm still walking, dude. I'm still walking towards the door. This whole time I never stop walking right <laughs> and and by the time i get to the door she has her arms wrapped around my leg <laughs> oh my god and i am dragging this woman on the floor on oh. the floor of the bar and we get we get to the door this woman's fucking and my cousin turns around she's like just kick her in the face <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing she understands oh jesus <laughs> Oh, but nice. I got my foot out right when we got to the door. I didn't have to kick her in the face, but that's what my cousin said. My cousin said, just kick her in the face. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and we got out of there and I was like, what the fuck was that? You know? And she goes, oh, she must be lonely. She must yeah. be a lonely woman. You know? Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like, wow, that was crazy. I guess I didn't even talk to her. Yeah. I, I never even, there was no words ever spoken. It yeah. was Typically, just, I'm down for that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, when you just fucking jump on me like a psycho, it freaked me out, dude. It totally flipped me out. See, and, but, and uh, Stone actually walked out with a distinction as well. I mean, she had almost every horny 80 something. Yeah. Uh, low key, just like. Here's my drink tickets. Put them to good use. He he he. Yeah. So this <laughs> this place, this venue, uh, you could purchase like two drink tickets right. or whatever. So yeah. it was like comps or whatever. <laughs> and everybody was giving Stone their drink tickets. Yeah. And by every, she left with nine, and she was drinking the whole time. You're right, right. So I think she got up to like fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> which means there's a lot of other creepy dudes. <laughs> there's a lot of creepiness. Oh, this yeah. whole night was just sure, oozing yeah. with creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was not what I expected going in. in <laughs> but fact, you're I, talking an all-white Christmas party oh, yeah. in the mountains of Georgia. So, oh, my God. Yeah, sure with banjos playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some creepiness <laughs> going on. And then my, okay, my dad has this friend <laughs> that ever since he's found out that I've been doing Uber, you would think he would have some, you know, maybe one or two just really good stories. But every time I see the guy, I walk up and he goes, you know, uh, I read last night about a Uber driver getting shot in the face. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Thanks, sir. I- I'm really glad we're a glass half full kind of uh, evening yeah, here. Yeah. And this is well, not that just, reminds me. Yeah. Don't, ever, me. D- don't ever have open glass drinks in your car because you'll get drugged. I've read this report about <laughs> Uber drivers yeah. getting drugged. 
Yeah. <laughs> and winding up uh, behind a cosmetic, cosmetic surgery place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> missing a liver when they woke up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I woke up with one kidney and half a lung. <laughs> but I got five star ratings. I thought this was a one time thing, but every time I saw the guy, it was a new story and something horrible. It was just like, you know, I read about a guy that was anally raped about a thousand times before they left his corpse and he happened to be an uber driver i'm just like all right thank you fucking yet again it's kind of like the worst uh worst case scenario of like a helpful dad syndrome where they're like (laughs) looking out for you but what you would rather hear is like hey make sure you check your tire tread depth and make sure that your air air, make sure you have a tire pressure gauge on hand and no he's like uh so 37 Uber drivers have been slashed to death uh, just in New Mexico alone. It's really bizarre. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what's so, going on? So pack a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would never fuck with an Uber driver. You know, they're armed. I mean, yeah, my God. I assume, they got- I assume all Uber drivers, at least the men, are packing. Yeah. And yeah. the women, I know, have that fucking Maze bear shit. spray. Yeah. That, and I don't yeah. want to... I don't want them to ever get nervous enough to even think that they need to reach for it. I'm right. always like... I sit in the passenger rear seat where up they against can the see window you, where, they, oh, where they can they yeah. can they can just they can see me if they want to. I don't give a fuck. I don't say shit. Right. The only time I do is if the driver initiates. And I know a lot of people bitch. You hear a lot of comedians do sets about getting in an Uber. It's like the modern day, like, what's the deal with airplane food? Right. But they always talk about, oh, I was in uh, Toledo and I got in an Uber. And this fucking driver, would, he was one of those talkers. Like, it's a bad thing. I'm like, I love it. If I get into an Uber and the driver wants to talk, oh, I will go down that road yeah. with you, yeah. sir or madame. Yeah. Whatever you want to talk about, I'll engage. <laughs> yeah. Which also is what got me in trouble at dinner. I engaged and, oh, well, yeah. you know, sometimes you probably shouldn't but yeah some uber drivers the, the ones that don't ever say shit i'm like ah, oh, he's got 95 guns in here do I you know. play music uh yes what do you play um i usually put on a station based on uh fucking i forget the artist's name uh he's kind of blues but poppy at the same time, Steve he's, a, no, he's the one who did take me to church or what, you know, whatever the name. Oh, churches. Uh, I don't know. No, John don't Mayer. No, mm. I know what you're talking he's about. He's in the same take me yeah. 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 So I put on that there, channel that because I always <laughs> figure it's going to be popular enough music that everyone at least is going to like something that comes on. Right. In case they don't want to talk or in case you know, they want to hear music, but I mean, I'll, I'll say, oh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, the band or the group. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce this because I, I'm a boomer now. Uh, Hosier. Yeah. Hosier. Ho- Jose. I think Hoosier? it is Hosier. Yeah. H O Z I A R. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's that <laughs> channel that I. <laughs> Hosier. That whole song sounds like he's singing in a room, but he's singing out of the room back at people like, I'm in here singing. Da, da, da. I don't know. <laughs> That's my official review. Not a fan. If I was in your Uber, I'd be like, I don't know, dude. You look like you like metal. Slayer. Throw, throw something on. How about some Slayer? Yeah. Oh, that was another good thing. Yeah. I, I picked up a high school student taking her to look at Emory. And I, I think at that time I actually had on Slayer or something like that. They had just happened to come on my radio. And 
I was like, do you want me to, t-? I ask everyone when they get in the car, the first thing's out of my mouth, do you like, is the temperature okay? And would you like me to change the music? And she goes, oh no, this music is fine. My dad likes this kind of music too. Ouch. And I did say to her, I was like, um, thank you for having to qualify that statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she was like, what the fuck is qualify, you fucking boomer? <laughs> she was probably making a TikTok like, I'm with the oldest Uber driver ever. Uh. My but, Uber driver just looked at me in his rearview mirror. I think he wants me. So when you're That's picking somebody up, happened. do you know who they are? No. No. You but have, they know who you, you are. I mean, I have their names sometimes. I think only on Lyft, you will sometimes have a picture of the person. Right. But yeah, I mean, you Do have they get a, to make up their names like Great Booty Sniffer 42069 or uh, is it like Malcolm I haven't D. had that for uh, passengers uh, on Uber Eats. I see it all the time where they just have some random nickname. So, Peanut butter balls. Yeah. <laughs> Elongated. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's been certainly a few chuckles. Uh, I, in fact, I had a woman that's uh, in your sister's line of work. Uh-huh. And I'll just say if uh, if she lasts to the age this woman did to retire, um, she might sound exactly like this lady because she was doing her very best not to drop in bombs. She really wanted to. It yeah, was well, mostly about her coworkers. That comes with experience. <laughs> you get really good at not dropping in bombs. You tiptoe around them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. like there, I, I don't take a shitload of Ubers, but occasionally when I do, um, it's usually for twenty to thirty minute trips. Something that's worthwhile. Not like, hey, can you take me to the other side of the block? I'm just lazy. Never been in one. Never been on an Uber. The I mean, you're not missing much. You're getting in somebody else's car, and you, you're in their world. I call cabs. I, I still do that. I mean, I'm not, I don't, you know, I know it's, uh, I guess it's old school. I well, guess I'm the, just old school. It's a lot more expensive, too, usually. Yeah, yeah it probably is. Well, the funny. funniest thing to me is when you get in an Uber, like, down near the city, and normally when I'm down there taking Ubers, it's around, it's around this time of year. It's around right. New Year's Eve, the holidays, whatever. And there's nothing funnier than getting into an Uber with like a 60 year old Indian dude <laughs> and he's got straight up strip club music playing and he doesn't know what the fuck he's playing. Right. He just yeah. thinks, Oh, the kids will like yeah, this. The kids like this yes. music. Yes. Uh, are you Brett mint? And he always picks up on stupid, uh, lingo that we used 20 years ago. Oh, did you get booty tonight? Yeah, I hear this shit is lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in five years, he'd be like, no, I know this place really bumps. Dead ass. <laughs> um, but there's nothing worse. See, I'm I'm intrigued by those, uh, those occurrences. I mm-hmm. enjoy those. I find those to be endearing and funny. Uh, what I don't like is when I get into an Uber and it's dead fucking silent. I'm talking no music, not even like news talk. And the driver is 10 and 2, not saying a word. Because yeah. then I'm like, ah. A lot of cabs that way. Yeah. I've been in a lot of cabs that way. I, I, I remember one night, and I was, oh my God, I was fucking hammered. I was drunk as hell. And it was $2 for me to go from the bar to my house on a cab mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. $2. <laughs> and I'd give them a five, and that was their tip, and you know. 
and I was safely at home, yeah. fucking hammered as hell. And uh, I remember one night I got picked up, and it was a uh, it was a chick, and uh, she was uh, she it, she was probably in her forties, I guess, maybe late thirties, something like that. And uh, and it was the first time I got in a cab, and somebody actually started a conversation with me, and I'm fucking hammered i'm a hammered and i'm just i'm just i don't even know what the fucking what all i said to the chick yeah. I, I have no idea but uh but it when we got to my uh duplex where i lived uh she actually came in <laughs> she came in my my place and drank we drank wait, some wait, wait, was, was she and, were you dragging her by your no by your no legs? no she came in she actually came i asked because i asked her i said you want to drink a shot and she came in and drank shots and uh, and I was like, well, you should probably shouldn't be drinking shots if you're driving the cab. She goes, oh, I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, right. oh Jesus! All right, right. sure. <laughs> I, and, uh, I can't remember how many pizza and chicken wing delivery people in college we personally got fucked up because we'd be at a house party. It's like, oh, nobody can drive. Yeah, and it's like, let's get three extra large pizzas and fifty wings, whatever. And so the people that worked at all these places knew. Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting an order for 15 chicken parm subs at 2.30 in the morning, right, you're right. going to a party. Right. <laughs> and it never failed. Either we knew the driver or we didn't give a fuck. We were uh, in a jovial mood. And the driver would come in, take gravity bong rips, shotgun beers, fucking even play uh, beer pong for a minute, and then go back out and... Go oh yeah! Continue delivering, right, and I'm just right. like, oh my god! No, yeah, as you crazy. might as you might remember, Jim, uh, back in college, I delivered for a place known as Chicken Run. Yeah, it was the late night delivery spot in Statesboro in the early 2000s. Yeah, and I routinely took uh, weed tips. Oh yeah, all the fucking time. Thanks, man. Yeah, here a little something for you, yeah, man. You want a bud, man? Here's a little <laughs> bud for you, bro. Yeah, man. However, you know, down in Statesboro, we were never in short supply of really good delivery stories. And so there happened to be a, a certain night that I was delivering. And so we get this call from, uh, you know, it's a guy and a girl and they're like, hey, you know, this is our order. We're going to come pick it up. And it turns into an hour and a half later. We're like, where the fuck are these people? get a call back from them and they're like, uh, yeah, we kind of need y'all to come and deliver it now. And <laughs> we're like, okay, out of curiosity, what happened? And so the person taking the order, they always had a hot chick taking the order. Right. And, uh, she puts it on speaker. So everyone there can hear what happens. And basically we're like, so we ended up in y'all's parking lot and we decided the wings are going to take too long to come out, so we went to the backside of where you know of the shopping center, and we started fooling around. About ten minutes in, we get a knock on the window from an officer. It's like, um, what the fuck? It's like you're fucking in the back parking lot. What the hell is going on? And so, um. Instead of taking him to to jail, he's like, dude, y'all are drunk as piss, and I can tell. I'll give you a ride home. And so uh, he gives them a ride home. We get the call to deliver it. I go out there, and 
I am greeted by a fully nude female at the door uh, with her money. I'm like, holy shit, I know you. Why do I know you? And then a buddy of mine from theater comes out fully nude as well. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he's like... Oh shit, Ryan! I'm like, dude, that was fucking you. <laughs> no, I was fucking her. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you showed up. We forgot we even made the order. Yeah. <laughs> you got my wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want some clothes on to, for this meal, though. It's a little messy. Yeah, just that bit. So, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> shall we try to go through some stories, fellas? <laughs> Actual... I thought we just did. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we did. I think we're talking of global interest at well, this point. <laughs> well, we've been talking about crazy old white women uh, just being out of control, and so I want to start with one. It's from a few weeks ago, out in uh, a, a friendly neighbor state of ours of Arizona, where uh, we have a shitload of listeners, and we we love each and every one of you. And uh, one of us uh, dons the title of being from Arizona. Yeah, yeah, still carrying it loud and uh, proud. So one of the things that's been quite popular this year are school board meetings where random people, members of the community will get up and, well, espouse their concerns about uh, the government teaching our, our young, sweet, innocent minds. And occasionally you get, uh, well, a crazy motherfucker that shows up. <laughs> This is a chick that would ask if you want to see her tits. But we'll start with the news coverage first, and then we'll actually go into what she said uh, after. First, at a Chandler school board meeting. Good evening, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for 12 News at 6. I'm Rachel Cole. And I'm Mitch Carr. Mark and Caribe have the night off. Team 12's Bram Resnick tells us why some Chandler parents and a school board member aren't surprised. Speakers at public board meetings have a First Amendment right to say their piece. The Chandler board has come under attack at these meetings for several years now. I do want to warn you, the audio you're about to hear is offensive. The speaker, identified as Melanie Rettler, is not a Chandler parent. It was an offensive claim. The Jews, this speaker said, are profiting off COVID vaccines. And it's being taken from your money and given to these... um, pharmaceutical companies and if you want to bring race into this it's the juice there was a <laughs> and a mild rebuke your comments really need to be um related to what the school board can do something about <laughs> school board meetings wasn't surprised sorry we can't do anything about the Jews, ma'am yeah. yeah, we've tried doing something yeah, about the Jews. Yeah. So we, we can't do anything about the Jews. I mean, they've thrown ovens at them, and they still keep coming. Yeah, oh. they're resilient bastards. Uh, we're, it's out of our control. <laughs> Sorry, we're just a school board. <laughs> You're going to have to take these complaints up to someone else. Can I reference you a few numbers? There's a guy in a cardigan in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old lady that might take your calls up with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is how the Fourth Reich starts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Attorney Laura Lawless's 13-year-old daughter attends a Chandler Unified School. Next year, her four-year-old son will, too. There's been a sentiment bubbling for now months and years, uh, tolerant of the message of racism and discrimination. Lawless says her son heard the anti-Semitic comment. I think he looked at me with more shock and surprise than anything else. 
The pandemic has amplified anger at education leaders in the Valley and nationwide. Most of that rage coming from the right. I'm disgusted that you are lying to the citizens of this state and the people that pay your salaries. Lindsay Love is the only African-American on the Chandler board. She tells me on this weekend's Sunday Square Off why she won't run for a second term. But I need to take care of myself and my family These at white this people point, are crazy. especially with death threats, yeah, people following me in restaurants and taking pictures of my back and sending them to me. Interim Chandler School Superintendent Frank Narducci issued this statement about the board meeting. We strongly denounce the anti-Semitic statement made. All Chandler Unified School District students, staff, and community members. Blah, 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 blah. No one gives a fuck about that shit. <laughs> so, okay, here's your problem. Here's what's funny. They're, they're blaming this all on, like, right-wing extremism. Mm-hmm. When they could have very easily just said, well, the school board is racist. They only have one black person on the whole board. Yeah. But no, instead... Because some crazy bitch brings up the Jews. <laughs> now that's going to go down to zero black people yeah. on the board. Yeah. So, I mean, I, these white people is nuts. I guess whatever's effective. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So I have here, because I tried to find it on YouTube. Mm. This was a five and a half hour long school board meeting. Well, they've edited it and they've taken out the midsection where this crazy bitch gets up and spouts all of her nonsense. So you can't <laughs> find this on on the interwebs anymore. Luckily, <laughs> somebody was watching it in real time and said, oh, I need to clip this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to play for you now in its entirety what this crazy fucking bitch said. Melanie Rutler uh, from Queen Creek. Oh, of course, take your sweet fucking time getting up to the mic, fatty. Oh, Queen Creek, too. Hi, my name is Melanie Rettler. Um, I'm a veterinarian. I was a former teacher in Phoenix Union High School District. I'm a cloning expert with 35 years experience, and I was a consultant to the CDC. I've owned a pharmacy. Um, I want to tell you that um, this vaccine, this um, COVID vaccine, is a deadly poison. That's it. I'm just going to tell you that. Everybody that takes it is damaging their immune system. And they're talking about uh, this um, being given to children now. It's going to destroy them. Okay. They need to do more research on it. I'm an expert on it. And I'm telling you, that's what it's doing. She's an expert. All right. Expert. The next thing is, the next topic is the CRT. Um. She came up I agree with, with what both of these people said. Oh, yeah. um, but you know what? If you want to talk about racism, if you want to bring it in, then let's bring it in. Ooh. Let's get to the bottom of the bottom of it. We're yes. talking about white the supremacy. Okay, let's get to the very bottom of it. Let's drag Every this one of lake. these things, the deep state, the cabal, the swamp, the elite, you can't mention it, <laughs> but I will. There I is will. one race that owns all the pharmaceutical companies and these vaccines aren't safe, they aren't effective, and they aren't free. You know that you're paying for it through the increase in gas prices, the increase in food it's prices. Huge. You're paying for this. And it's being taken from your money and given to these um, pharmaceutical companies. And if you want to bring race into this, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. <laughs> and then she literally... That's it. <laughs> if you want to bring race into this, I'm not bringing race to the, into this. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Jews. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
she could have saved herself a lot of time and just walked up and said, uh, I'm against all this because, well, it's the juice. And uh, just taking her seat. But <laughs> holy shit. I know. People are nuts, man. Yeah. God damn. And, like, and it, the, the hatred and of, of each side is just fucking, it's getting worse, man. It's just like they're fucking... I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Well, I, well, you're seeing a little <laughs> bit of it. Like one thing that we, I don't think we covered, or I can't remember. Um, we're doing these things so sporadically, but you know, Kyle, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial where he was exonerated on all charges, and then just two days later, up in Wisconsin, they're having a Christmas parade. It was actually happening right, right before we, were, we recorded our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, apparently it has nothing to do with uh, uh, a human, but a red SUV, a very angry, very it, upset red SUV just was like, I've had, enough. People. I've had enough of this bullshit white supremacy system. It's keeping red SUVs down. What was the SUV maximum overdrive? Yeah, it was. And hmm. uh, it took out. Fucking sixty plus people, like killed six, injured sixty plus. You got some grannies. That was got fucked. some grannies. Oh, got yeah. some kids. Um, I thought I heard the death toll rose even higher than six. Um, and there's video of it. I mean, I was watching it right before we went on. It just didn't come up in conversation last last time we were on because it was un. It was it was a developing story at the time. People are crazy and they do not give a fuck anymore. Now they are, and and we've said this. From episode one, and I'll continue to say it. It's the media that's driving all of this. Yes, of course. Because they immediately were coming out saying, oh, he was fleeing from a knife attack uh, because cops were called at a prior location where this Daryl Brooks Jr. uh, was involved in a knife attack. They didn't say that he was the perpetrator of the knife attack, which he was, but they he... (laughs) He was already being safeguarded from, he was fleeing from a dangerous situation and had no idea that he had entered the parade. But before they nuked this guy off the internet, I went and watched his rap videos because he's obviously a rapper. (laughs) Um, I went and watched his rap videos and saw all of the screenshots of his social media posts. The dude hated white people. And for it to be just two days after the Rittenhouse verdict and to say that those aren't connected when you're 20 minutes away from the fucking courthouse where it happened, I mean, come on. Come on. Not a big brain uh, move here to say he did this in retaliation, trying to take out as many white people as possible. Mm-hmm. And so you asked, I don't know what this leads to. It's already happening. Um, and I doubt that the dude was a right winger. I'll just I'll go out <laughs> on that limb. Yeah, I just I just what I'm saying by I don't know what this leads to is this. That's just a small, mm-hmm. small thing of what I'm talking about. I mean, when. When you've got so so many people, man, I mean, it's it's crazy. I see it every day I, in just normal conversations with people, mm-hmm. or, or even if you go to a drive-through now, just a drive-through to get to get food. I mean, the person in front of you, you know, if you got your window down, you know, you can hear what they're doing, you know, and and it, well, just like what happened to me with the fucking Karen in fucking McDonald's drive-through that I mentioned on the podcast. Before. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. People are nuts. Everybody that thinks the way that they think, everything else is is a lie. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we keep going that route, you know, it's civil war. It's fucking yeah. civil war. It's not, there's never going to be any United States. I mean, it's never going to be that. Well, and so many people are currently getting based by the media. I mean, based. we're- 
Yeah, no, it, seriously, it, it it's a fucking huge problem. The last story that you talk about, Jim, is kind of, it's not that these people did not exist before the pandemic. In fact, they were the only people showing up at these meetings were the crazy fuckers. No one heard of them because no one was going to goddamn meetings. And that's what's happening now. All the craziest levels of society are even crazier because it's a fucking crazy time in history. Our inflation's bigger than it's ever fucking been. Crime is on the rise since it was, you know, going down because of all the lockdowns. Yeah, but we're, we're a mostly peaceful country. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, these crazy people and, and it's the easiest way to uh to call them what the you know it's easier just to say okay these crazy people right um we're all like you said we're already all there but they weren't being agitated to come out you know they were at home being fucking weird right and now they're you know it's like poking at a fucking hornet's nest yeah and you're wondering you're surprised all these hornets are flying around like what the fuck it's like well they were inside being hornets and that's not good enough like you had to go to them and fucking rile them up and shake them around and now you're like these fuckers are they're stinging me what the fuck is this it's like yeah you you did that these people were already there already unhinged and just didn't need to get fucked with and you spent the last two years fucking with them yeah like yeah some chick blaming it on the jews and another black guy driving through a parade is like i don't know who's surprised by any of this um but there are some silver lights or some silver linings and light at the end of this fucked up weird crazy tunnel you talked about uh the Cobb karen in the drive-thru i had um i had a different situation in a drive-thru when i was down in macon a few a month ago where this sweet old lady in front of me did the pay it forward thing and bought my meal not knowing what the fuck i ordered right and so immediately i was like oh now i'm obligated i gotta buy the guy's shit behind me yep. right yep Luckily, he only bought a coffee. Right, right. I bought a whole fucking meal. <laughs> right. But it was I was like, oh cool, a payment a pay it forward. I haven't yeah. I haven't experienced one of these in years. Yeah. They all kind of went away for a little while. I got a story about that that happened to me today. No shit. I always, every time I go to Aldi, uh, because I shop at Aldi, you know, you have to put a quarter in the cart to get your cart. Yeah. I leave my quarter in the cart for the next person to mm-hmm. take the cart. Right? Today, I come out, I leave my quarter in the cart there's a guy bringing his cart up behind me and i'm like let's see what this guy does and of course he takes my quarter and his quarter and what a and, dick and locks up the carts and fucking gets in and drives away and i was like you know i mean i, I wanted to say something to him i did i, I wanted to you, you cheap fuck you know i mean yeah uh get your quarter back but leave mine alone you know at least let somebody somebody else use the cart for free you know but uh yeah it didn't happen wow way to mm. it was way to piss all over my story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but i mean it's just a it, it's that, that's the two sides of it you know yeah. it's 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 like uh you try to do i mean because i you know i can't I, I don't have the money to be able to do all the shit that i want to do for people but yeah, sure but little shit like that leaving your quarter in the cart and letting the guy behind you get the car you know Sure. Maybe, and hopefully he'll leave the quarter in the cart and the guy behind him, you know? So, you know, I don't know. Actually, uh, kind of show history stuff. Uh, the day that I told y'all the dirty jeans story for the first time, 
<laughs> I started one of those pay it forward chains. Right. Yeah. So go on. No, I, I just uh, paid for uh, the person behind me. I was just like, hey, whatever they ordered, go ahead and throw it on my tab. Right. Turned out to be like, I think it was only like 10 bucks. Um, so paid theirs and I was curious. So I went back the next day. I was like, Hey, um, just out of curiosity, how long did the, the string last? And they were like, actually everybody in line behind you that was there for that, you know, batch of people, they all paid it forward for the person behind them. And that's cool. That's, that's cool. That's, that's cool. the right, that's the right yeah. way to do it. Yeah. And so when there's times where there's a little display of humanity, uh, especially at, at this time of year, it's the holidays and shit. It's like, hey, let's put a little spotlight on it. Yeah. And I think another uh, shining light in a dark tunnel, and I've always shit on the media and I probably always will, is it looks like maybe, possibly, and call me gullible if you want, that the media might be getting a, a hip check at the moment. Well, yes. Cuomo's gone. Yep. Uh-huh. I think Don Lemon might be on the way out, too. He's catching a lot of shit right and now. And Jeffrey Zucker is about to probably about- f- jump ship. Right. Uh, because from what I understand, the owner of, I think it's Discovery and like Nat Geo or something like that, uh, is interested in buying CNN. Yeah. And he's been on the record. He was on CNBC. I don't have the video. Uh, otherwise, I'd play it. Where he's talking about CNN is just hot fucking garbage it's yeah. not news it's not dependable it's brian just, williams is gone mm-hmm. yeah there's a to, to me to me i know he made up the story about the fucking iraq they were hey, shooting hey, at me hey, 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 shooting at me and yeah it never happened but to me he was the he was the last old school dude it, they're all gone now all of them are gone yeah brian williams was the very last one and he was the youngest of all of them and now that he's gone, they're all gone. Yeah, I mean, I and, say, and uh, and it's the it's definitely the right time for somebody to move in uh-huh. and take over something and start delivering the fucking news like Newsy. I love Newsy. I love that shit. I watch it every fucking day. It's all I watch. They don't. They don't. They don't pepper you with shit. They just tell you what's going on and move to the next fucking story. Yeah, um, it's it's great. That's the way news should be. It's news should not make money. News no. should lose money. That's the way news always was. Yeah, it's it, supposed it, to be a the, service to the public. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it should be. And if and someone like Bezos and and it, even Elon Musk, if, they, if if all those guys really wanted to do something good for the country and for shit like that, they would start news organizations mm. that fucking lose money. That do nothing but report the news. That's it. Yeah. That's well, all they do. Bezos owns the Washington Post, so he has other I options. I know, but the, the New York it, Times he, is family they've got owned. their own fucking agenda. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If they use their money to do something good, I'm not talking about buying a newspaper that you can skew however the fuck you want it to go. Yeah. I'm talking about people. I, I, I could see Warren Buffett doing that. I could see Warren Buffett uh, d- having a media company to where... It's nothing but news, and 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 it's not there to make money. It's not there for ratings. It's none of that. It's there for the news. I think it's fine. Make money, whatever, but uh, understand what your purpose is. It's not there to uh, suit your your sponsors. They're sponsoring you because you're getting the eyes because you're giving the news. It's right. ideal. That's what right. it should be. Um, it's no different than like. You know, because I 
personally choose to listen to independent journalists, podcasters, you know, people like us. All right, all right. Um, because I think that they just do better work and they're more factual and they break things down. Or I know what their bias is because they come out and say, I am biased. All right. I'm biased in this manner. And at least that way I know. But it's when they try to act like they're not biased or the most, you know, reasonable name of news or the most dependable. The fact that news companies have to spend money on their own commercials telling you how dependable and truthful they are right, right. means that they're neither. So when I start to see top level people at CNN falling and getting fired, I celebrate. Because it's overall a good thing. Yes. Just like when uh, college football is better when there are more good teams, the news is better when you have more people that are interested in the news and not being a personality. Right. And so, yeah, Chris Cuomo got the fucking boot because it it's not like any of this stuff wasn't already known. It's just that his safeguards are not there to protect him anymore. Right. right. And this could have happened at any point in time. It just wasn't advantageous or the... I think it's, in all seriousness, that CNN's ratings are so bad that they have to do something different. Well, dude, they they hired Jeffrey Tubin back. Yeah, I mean that was a huge mistake. That was uh, that was it was they're making some of the dumbest fucking moves, um, that they could. And then when they fire Cuomo, that was that was I I, I hope Don Lemon goes. I hope he does. Same here. He's a very polarizing and he's a divider. That's what he's all about. That's what his whole thing is about dividing yeah. sides. And his agenda on the whole gay thing is really annoying. I mean, I'm not going to, and I'm not saying, you know, I know he's gay and I know yeah, Anderson Cooper's gay, but Anderson Cooper don't do the shit that Don Lemon does. Yeah. You know, I mean, Anderson Cooper's more of the more of a you know mainstream kind of. He tries to be legitimate. Yeah. Well, you already said what you said about being polarizing. Yeah, Don Lemon is definitely extremely polarizing. Yes. Not to mention, I mean, anybody who comes on air to claim that they are a journalist, but they're of course commentators instead of actually journalists. Yeah, they're content creators. Yeah. yeah. That's all they are. It's opinion. It's all opinion. Yeah. It's but, all... I mean, the fact that Don Lemon was texting with Jesse Smollett uh, as the story was unraveling yeah, in front of the nation's eyes, and he's kind of letting him know, hey, hey the I cops hear don't this. believe you. The cops the, yeah, don't the, believe what you're saying. The cops are about to start investigating you. Right. Get your shit in order. That you're no longer a new uh, a guy reporting the news. You're now making it. Isn't that like an accessory to fucking a crime? Is it, that not what it, it is? It could be if the I mean, if if the general will was there. Yes, you know. I mean, that's it's hiding. It's trying to. Yeah, but he's protected somebody. because he's a celebrity, right? And that's another thing is you have celebrities, quote unquote, giving you the news, and that's never a good thing. So fuck them all. Glad that Cuomo's gone. Glad that this uh, th- this other guy is potentially going to come in and buy him because if he does. It's going to be fucking hilarious, by the way. You're immediately going to have, <laughs> like, Hannity jump ship, go to CNN, and then you're going to have Tucker talking oh, shit about Hannity. Because Tucker doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I never liked that fat fuck anyway. <laughs> fucking neocon <laughs> asshole. And then it will actually get interesting. But I don't know. It's inter- it, it's, a, it's a curious development that's happening. I was very shocked that they got rid of Cuomo. I didn't think that they had it in them to, to do it, but he was so egregious 
that they were like, dude, we got to let you go. Like, well, but I fuck? mean, you brought up the king daddy of everything, which is ratings. I mean, when you've got a single podcast and there's many single podcasts that can r- generate the kind of audience that all of the news networks combined do. And I think when that's taking place and the news networks are taking notice of that, they're going to clean ship. Well, and it's just funny because it, the ratings are so low that people are going elsewhere to get their news. Yeah. Now, what's funny is if CNN hires Joe Rogan, <laughs> that would be, that wouldn't yeah. that, wouldn't that be, it that, will never happen. That would just be the funniest thing ever to me. It and would. Joe Rogan, you see him fucking you know, t-shirt and shit in there doing the news. Hey, what's up? CNN people, here we go. This is what's going on today. I don't know. For anybody who wants to see that, I say get over to Fox Business and watch Kennedy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, she she shits on the entire platform that is like major TV news. Uh, she, She treats it as the joke that it is. But because it is such a joke, people go elsewhere for their news. Uh, and they're not going to stop off at Fox News. Or- is this the same Kennedy from MTV? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. And she's fucking hilarious. Well, she was a psycho <laughs> on MTV. She was, I mean. Oh, yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. She still acts the same. Yeah. Yeah. She has a mouth trumpet section of her show where she takes up three minutes of her show just doing a mouth trumpet uh, version of a song just because she knows that she's like, I'm just going to waste Fox's airtime. Yeah. Because fuck it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to my point. When CNN starts to fall uh, in ratings and everything, people go elsewhere to get their news. And they're not going to stop off at Fox. And they're not going to listen to us. And a lot of times people go to like fucking Comedy Central to get their news. And they stop off at The Daily Show, which is unwatchable. Yeah. Has been for years. Yeah. It's trash. Trevor Noah fucking sucks. But if you leave a guy on long enough, that's actually potentially might be actually curious, he might end up stumbling onto some truth himself, which he just did recently in a clip I'm going to play for you now. Oh, okay. I've seen this. We kick things off with the new coronavirus variant that is scaring the world. Omicron. Omarion? Maricon. Emmanuel Macron? Either way. I don't know know if he knows what he just said. The world is still waiting to find out whether Omicron, that's what it is, will be a significant problem in our lives. And I wish they would hurry up because I need to know what I'm doing in two weeks from now. You know, should I be buying my Spider-Man tickets or learning how to hunt and cook wild animals? Or should I split the difference and buy Spider-Man tickets for the wild animals? But while most of the world is willing to wait and see, at least one person feels comfortable about making predictions. The Moderna CEO told the Financial Times he expects the existing vaccines to be less effective against the new variant of COVID. I think it's going to be a material drop. This was on vaccine efficacy. I just don't know how much because we still need to wait for the data. But all the scientists I've spoken to are saying this is not going to be good. Hmm. So, on the one hand... Almost all the Omicron cases have been mild so far. But on the other hand, the guy who stands to gain millions of dollars from new vaccines says we need new vaccines. If we don't make a new vaccine, this disease could be with us Ferrari. I mean, forever. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. Now, look, I'm not saying that the CEO of Moderna is lying. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't think he's the most objective source on this topic. I'll wait to hear what neutral experts say about a new vaccine. People like public health officials, 
or the CEO of Johnson and Johnson. I mean, he's got nothing to gain because nobody's going to buy his vaccines either way. So I trust him. Yeah, you know, Moderna's numbers came out and their shit tanked. Well, I, first of all, I want to apologize to our audience for forcing them to listen to Trevor Noah for that long. <laughs> yeah. It was not funny. There wasn't even a, no. uh, a moment of a, a, a snark. Uh, nothing. But it's just funny to me that this far into it, he's like, wait a minute. These people that have a financial interest in this might not be trustworthy. They might yeah. be bullshitting me. Oh, my God. People that have financial interest in things don't have an obligation to be truthful. And that goes into what he does for a living. Yeah. Sure. Not just the vaccine. This is something that can be extrapolated out into anything. Like if you work for a company, Viacom, that is financially backed by these big pharma companies, they might have an interest in telling you certain data points and information that they want you to get out there because it... Helps them financially. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. It's almost like Trevor Noah is almost starting to think for the mm -hmm. first time ever in a real way. That he works for a drug company. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, it's, Oh, and he really got proof of that once he did this and made these comments and, of course, is thrown under a series of buses. Oh, yeah. No, they were not happy. They were immediately calling him anti-vaxxer, all this other shit. It's like the dude is as vaxxed as you can get. And he's been toting, you know, carrying your water for the entire time he's been on. It's not even close. Um, he's a lefty. He's a lib. He's a fucking progressive New York, New Yorker. Like you can say, oh, well, no, he's South African. And eh, he's a New Yorker. Um, South Africa? <laughs> um, but and where you can tell he still isn't fully there is he's like, I'm not saying that this guy's lying. Okay, well, strike one. And I'm saying that I just want to wait to listen to more objective uh, people, more neutral people. It's like, okay, if you think that there's a neutral fucking source of information out there that's going to tell you exactly how it is, you're not going to get it. No. You're going to get a slant to the right or a slant to the left. And eventually they're going to meet in the middle because the pharmaceutical companies with the money are going to try to get both ends of that um, saying the same thing. Yeah. Just to different groups. You should not be getting your information from anyone 100%. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I get all my news here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning what happened. Yeah, I'm speaking my biased truth out to whoever's listening. There you go. I'm a staunch right winger, and I hate uh, a lot of the shit uh, that's happening right now because uh, it goes against everything that I want this world to be. So Ignore the rant, your number one source for news for, that is Jim. For heavily slanted and biased Jim-based news. Jim, go. <laughs> news that is Jim. Yeah. yeah. And so I look at all this as the joke that it is. Uh, all of this is a joke, but they're, they're tricking you into being super serious about everything yeah. at all times. And that's the problem is everybody's all up in their shit being super fucking pissed or super fucking woke. And, ooh, ooh, and it's like, eh, you all suck. Everybody just chill the fuck out. For I think, fuck's sake. I think wokeness is on its way out. Oh, I do too. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I, it didn't last very long either, really. I well, mean, when you think about it. And it, we got to watch, uh, you know, the other day, this 8-bit Christmas thing. And, you know, it's an if you haven't seen it, it's an 80s-esque 
Christmas special. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. It's I, a new I, Christmas movie like that I just came out this year that's on, on HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, HBO Max. Okay. But just like everything else is cyclical, you know, right around the time the Tipper Gore shit was happening and everybody was freaking out, it was a new Protestant time in America. And then five years later, we're all like, go fuck yourself. It was, I mean, we got kooky, extremely kooky after all that shit because we were done with it. And I think that's what's going to happen with wokeness. I think the generations are going to start getting extremely tired of the generation that came before. And what comes after is always rebellion. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no place for wokeness when milk is $6 a gallon. I want to know what the next scary is. You know, aren't we going through the, it? Well, no, the last 20 years, we were supposed to be scared of terrorism. Now we're supposed to be scared of the virus. I'm talking about the next scary white people, the next scary. Well, white people have been <laughs> scary the whole time. You know? <laughs> we're the supplement. Scary. Let's, let's think about that. <laughs> white people have been scary since, uh, 17, what? 1740. Oh, well before that. that. Oh, I'm just talking about here. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about here and there. Good old short, US of A. Don't cut us short, Doug. We've yeah. been colonizing the world for hundreds of years yeah, before yeah. then. Yeah. Which I honestly don't give a fuck about. Anything that happened that before I fucking was born, not responsible for it, don't care about it, not going to apologize for it, because I didn't do sh- fucking shit. So, uh, yeah. If more people were like that, everything would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. yeah whatever my grandparents did to offend your grandparents, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And whatever your grandparents did to retaliate to my grandparents, I also don't give a fuck. Right. And they were probably both right. That's different degrees. Yeah. <laughs> man, there, I really should have gotten people that. people on both sides. Man, there's, I really should have gotten that guy in the cardigan's number. He could really clear up a lot of this for us. <laughs> I don't know. He was making a lot of very heavy gestures. I was like, man, put him up on a podium. He's going to say some unfortunate, hateful shit. Yeah, I could hear him across the room. Be gold. I could hear him across the room. He sounded angry. But speaking of <laughs> white people being scary, uh, it's not just like white men. You know, white male toxic masculinity, whatever, was a big thing there for a quick hot minute. But like, even white grandmothers are catching it these days. White women are scary. Even That's right not- here in the fair state of Georgia, I got a story for all you motherfuckers about uh, a grandmother taking her granddaughter out to Helen, Georgia. A quaint little mountain town for a little granddaughter, grandmother timeout. And, well, things went fucking sideways. White County 911, where's your emergency? The man is screaming at me. They're refusing to leave? Yes. He was saying, you get out now, I call the police. Okay, what room are they in? One pony. I don't know if they're refusing to leave at the Paymon. You said one lady and, and one what? One pony. A lady and a small child. My granddaughter's like clinging to my leg and crying so hard. This was scary. This was just Susan Leger and her granddaughter were on a three-day getaway to the resort town of Helen, Georgia. But their stay at the Baymont Inn and Suites lasted only hours. And they haven't paid and they're refusing to leave. Yeah, we are getting ready to refund because they have reviewed the room is dirty and the place is run down. This is hotel manager but Danny Vias. He called 911 after the grandmother left a bad review. Mm. He was basically saying, you get out, you have to get out now. You know, you lie, you lie, you gave you gave me bad review. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my gosh, 
Is this a prank call? I told the ma'am, we are going to refund your money because I know that you didn't like the room and you have reviewed us. So we have all the right that you can leave the place and we are going to refund in full. And then I hear literally, bam, bam, bam. When she came to the door, it was a police officer telling her she had to get out. Oh, my God. Was this an inside edition story? I mean, that music was ridiculous. No, it's right here on 11 Alive. <laughs> Local Atlanta. 11 Alive. Yeah, this, this was only three weeks ago. Oh, my yeah, God. Their production value has gone way up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you can't understand what's happening here, <laughs> this grandmother. And checks, her granddaughter. Checks into this Baymont Hotel. Yes. Uh, in the quaint, quaint little town of Helen, Georgia. Listeners of the show may remember... I had a story back in September of my stay in a Baymont hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Place was a shithole. Yes. Of course they are. <laughs> well, apparently that just seems to be the company brand <laughs> is that wherever, wherever you find a Baymont, a shithole you have found. Oh, wait. <laughs> so I do love that this is all taking place in a town that is fashioned after 1920s and 30s Germany. It's a little Bavarian town. Yeah. And so what happened here is this grandmother checks in and anybody that's used like a, a, a trip advisor or Travelocity or Expedia or whatever, that's normally what most people use to uh, schedule their, their bookends, their check-ins, whatever. And when you go through a lot of those sites, the moment you check in, they automatically hit you with a, hey, tell us how we did. How happy were you with the check-in process? How does the room look? Is it up to your standard? An immediate customer customer review, which I never fill out. Right. As, or if I am, I'm going to wait until after I'm gone. So what happens? And if many listeners out there never thought about this, those things immediately get emailed to the front desk of R- that place. Right. So the second you hit submit, they're seeing it. So anything less than rosy reviews. Wait till you leave. Yeah, you <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> so strike one against the grandmother yes. for being a fucking boomer oh, uh, and not knowing that you're if you're going to shit on a place, yeah. Yeah. wait until you're no longer uh, dependent on <laughs> right. that place. Yeah. So, yeah, because if you uh, send something saying, I don't know, these people look like the kind of people that are going to piss in my entree, they're probably pissing in your entree. Exactly. So, you know, that's less than one. But the funny part about this, obviously, is that they are so offended that she has called them out on this shithole of a place that they call the police and to remove her from the property. <laughs> because, like we said, white people are super fucking scary. Right. And grandmothers, oh, they are. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, I think they're at the top of the terror list. Yeah. They hit on people. Yeah. Um, they ask, you know, do you want to see my tits? They only send you $5 for your birthday. Hey, if I was only a few years younger, I'd give you a blowy in the bathroom. I mean, these women are nuts. <laughs> I think we've established that on this episode. Well, the story continues. They can truly kick me out for giving a review of three out of five. And he says, yes, ma'am. It's within the law. Did you kick her out because she left a bad review? 
No, 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 no. Because when you end, end of the 911 call, I said that she is not happy with the room. That's why we have to let her go. She can find a better place. Leger and her granddaughter walked in their pajamas to another. Okay, you okay. gotta He's stop that. Her service. He just said, basically, yes, we kicked her out for it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not the, it had the, nothing to do with the bad review. By the way, three out of five stars is exactly where ba- that's a high watermark for a baby. Yeah, you listen to a nine one one call, you will hear. I think you will hear me saying. Uh, yes, I in fact did exactly what you just asked yeah, me. Of. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, English, not first or second language. My, hello, my name is Danny. <laughs> hello, this is Tom. Yes. <laughs> he sounds like the guy from Forty Year Old Virgin. You know the the really Indian dude that's just like. I'm tired of you motherfuckers. Yes. Oh, you, oh, you stupid motherfucking bitch. It's funny. I, I guarantee you when he was selecting his name, he's like, yes, I would like to be Tom, um, Tom Booze, a big movie star. Sure. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes. Or, or yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy a hotel in Helen and then kick out white people. <laughs> kick white people to the curb. So let's hear more of their harrowing story. <laughs> hotel down the street the police report shows there was only one reason the baymont wanted them out leger had given the motel a bad review do you typically call the police on a 60 year old grandmother and a six year old <laughs> granddaughter we let her know lots of times sir stop calling us if you are not happy change the room or leave the place are you suggesting that her review was not accurate in september the hotel manager told us over the phone that the problem was the grandmother didn't call to report the problems to him first you can fix that right if you let us know but she never let us know anything now he says leger called too many times they called me at least 10 11 times in Maybe Ooh, one got him. is not working. This is everything is not right. Did you get your money back? Uh, no. The grandmother had paid for three nights in advance through Hotels.com. The booking site told her even though she was kicked out, refunds are not allowed. They couldn't give me a refund, but they offered me some coupon towards a future thing. It's like- That's just highway robbery. Yeah. There you go, Hotels.com. Fuck you. Yeah, give ho- me my money back, yeah, you this fucks. Ho- this hotel did not fulfill... The agreement that we had. Exactly. Therefore, a refund, not tokens for a future use to the same shithole. Yeah, fuck these places, man. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is just customer service gone fucking bad. Uh, But because it has a 60-year-old white grandmother in the center (laughs) of it, that's the only reason why I saw on this podcast. Um, But here's the thing about Helen. It's a tiny, tiny town. Oh, yeah. It's It's maybe a mile long. Maybe a mile long. There's not many rooms in Helen. No, but... The hotels that are there are right next door. Yes. They're right beside so, each other. In all honesty. It's made for drinking. That's what Helen yes, is yeah. designed on. It's It was built for Oktoberfest. Yes. It was built to fucking get hammered and find your room and pass the fuck out. Exactly. That's basically what it was. And if it's a shithole, then awesome. You save money because you're not paying that much. Yes. There's no four or five star places in fucking Helen. Right. No. Uh, but anyway, let's a uh, little bit more here. Forget it. We booked a room at the Baymont through Hotels.com. <laughs> yeah, get them. The deadbolt wouldn't lock. There was trash under the sofa. The lights in the bathroom suddenly stopped working. <laughs> Nothing. Call the front desk. Dead. So we left a review. <laughs> so the news guy left a review. It doesn't look like 
like the Baymont in uh, Helen's going to be getting much business. No, I think we're going to have to strike this down to two stars. I think you're going to have to uh, sell the property there. Uh, Haji. <laughs> oh, Don't make me call police on you. <laughs> you, you stupid fucking mother. Yeah, mother. <laughs> but it's funny as fuck because this is all like, you know, investigative news. So all the different camera angles, this one guy did. It shows a camera on top of the door as he's closing it. It shows a close up of the deadbolt. It shows him. <laughs> he moved the couch to find the trash underneath. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not standing for Baymont. I mean, it's a shithole, obviously. Right, right. But the fucking lights in the bathroom not working. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. There's obvious patchwork done on the fucking walls that's not even painted. Right. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, let's round it out. Com prompts guests to rate the room right after checking in. A review that's sent to the management while you're still inside their hotel. So the only way to keep the room in my mind is not to have answered hotels.com's request instead of a refund the next hotels.com email asked for yet another review you just had your three-day stay no i didn't would you like to give us a review bad chance after we contacted hotels.com susan leger received a full refund two months after getting kicked out you definitely have the right but is it the right thing to do to kick a grandmother and granddaughter out of a hotel room at night? They push us to do that, sir. Leisha left Helen with her granddaughter and some valuable advice. If you don't want to be walking in your pajamas with your six-year-old granddaughter, don't leave a review if you're currently still at the place. Bum, bum, bum. Good lesson there, now, Granny. That's journalism. Yeah, Granny knows. Right. Granny knows now. Hey, that news guy... He got to the bottom of that. Yeah, he did. I think we can all agree. Yeah. That's oh, what I sure. expect out of my he news agencies. Room. Start covering more travesties involving white grandmothers. Yeah. <laughs> and hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, think the big story there is fucking all these places not giving you your money back. Yeah. That's a story. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not it, it's story. not unusual for hotels.com either. I mean, I will say at least they're consistent. Because 100% of the time, almost, when you call them, they're going to go, okay, call the hotel and let them know of your bad experience because they're the ones to refund you. Yeah. Well, it's a perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, there was no other way that that was going to go. <laughs> Let's go get a room no. at the Baymont, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ignore the rant field trip. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Oktoberfest 2022. We will go stay in this Baymont. Yeah, we, we might even do a podcast from there. <laughs> yeah, as be, we're filling out the review. That would be yeah, great. With the host. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. We'll get Haji in the room with us. <laughs> you motherfucker call you too much. You motherfucker. I love your podcast. You call me Haji. <laughs> you motherfucker. Oh shit! So yeah, if any of our and listeners, I'll call him a poo the entire time. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> we'll wait for the cops to knock on the door and we'll yeah. Like, okay, yeah, we're doing a podcast, guys. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, come you on want to be part of this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, yeah. Why are you kicking us out of this room, officer? <laughs> well, <laughs> none of us are even drunk yet. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even started drinking. No, but see, I mean, it is the kind of hotel that you look up on hotels.com to go. I'm going to be in there five minutes while I'm sleeping off my hangover. That's pretty much all those rooms are used for. They do provide a service. So it's probably never going anywhere, but 
I will say this. <laughs> Given the secludedness of Helen, mm-hmm. I am kind of surprised at who owns not, that particular well, one. I'm not. I'm not. I, I figured mean, it, it would be like a, a 78-year-old. I figured it would be the grandmother that would own a place like well, that. Well, you know, in, uh, in North Carolina on the reservation up there, there was a lot of hotels that were like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the hotel that we used to stay in all the time. It was called the Pageant Hills. It's not there anymore. They shut it down and tore it down or whatever. But from the time I was a kid until I was taking my dad up there before he passed away, just, you know, 10 years ago or so, you know, and uh, it was the same people that had the place Mm -hmm. from the time I was a kid all the way up to then. And their son was actually running it um, the last time I went up there. But those places they don't exist anymore man they're they're like all the family owned hotels or restaurants or any of that they get bought out by these you know companies they're they're like companies that are just investors basically conglomerates yeah yeah it's just like investors that buy up all these properties everywhere and then they throw these people in there to run them you know like like this guy and uh and they're from everywhere. They they don't give a fuck. No. All they're all they're there for is to make money. They don't give a shit about the hotel. They don't give a shit about the restaurant. Oh, they don't no. give a shit about no. any of that. I got a, a similar story to what this lady went through uh, when I was out in Stuttgart, Arkansas. We stayed in a. It, it was one of the normal names, Comfort Inn or Comfort Suites or whatever the fuck, because right. it's a recognizable name. And we go in there, and it turns out the owner. Uh, is a Indian family, right. like three or four kids, and they're living in the hotel. In the hotel, yeah. Yep. And because you could tell, because on the back corner of this building, mm. there's little kids' bikes and like shit that it's like, oh, they're actually living here while they're working here. And that's how you know it's a it's a special level of shit. Right. Um, <laughs> so much so that it was cold as fuck. It was January. Me and my buddy were going out there to go duck hunting, and it was so fucking cold. And the grills that they had at this place were missing the grates. You couldn't grill on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my buddy, my big brained, big idea buddy, uh, made a grill. <laughs> we used the tray that came out of the uh, the microwave, right? And we took a, a, a we went downstairs and got like a roll of aluminum, and we made a pan, right? And we put charcoal in the aluminum. And we <laughs> we grilled chicken on the fucking front step of our hotel room, <laughs> <laughs> where it easily could have burnt the whole fucking building down. Right, right. <laughs> we, and we made, nobody gave a shit. No one gave a flying fuck. Yeah. The mm-hmm. next morning, we just went out and kicked the thing off the fucking balcony and just went on about our way. <laughs> there you go. And the owner knew we did it because yeah. he even came by and said, "Oh, that looks pretty cool, uh, buddy." Yeah, that like, is that is very engineering of you. And I'm like, dude, if I was somebody else staying in this place, I would, I'd be <laughs> losing my out. shit. Yeah. Like yeah. we were not good. A guest of this place, <laughs> right, right? Right? Oh, yeah. but we kicked it with the owner and got drunk with him, and I think he might have even had some of our chicken, some of our fucking MacGyvered the fuck up <laughs> yeah. chicken. Um, but it was just your friend. He's probably like, "Do you have current job? Would you like to fix things around establishment?" Yes, I have one lucky screwdriver just with your yes. name on it, buddy. <laughs> but this was in the middle of nowhere, fucking Arkansas. It was like the only hotel in town. Uh, no. That had any rooms available, and I think I know why. <laughs> oh, well, there's, you know. Isn't everywhere nowhere Arkansas? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not going to be a, 
a great assortment of uh, hotel rooms in any small anywhere. No, but I will tell you this. I never filled out a fucking questionnaire. <laughs> and that's why they were so cool to us. So lesson learned, everyone. Don't fill out those goddamn reviews while you're still on property. And with that, that's all I got for this week or month or however lovely how, however uh long the uh hey we're halfway to yeah, christmas man the, the, yeah you know yeah. what that means tis the season christmas music yeah yes it's yeah. officially okay to have christmas music to have play. christmas music yes and uh this podcast is no different that's by no, god that's not at all. right yeah and so as a special treat from us here at ignore the rant to all of you fine listeners thank you for another great year we hope that we don't have as many uh hiatuses in yes. 2022, but you never know. Holidays. Yeah. But hey, uh, if you can find me on Uber, uh, you never know. You, your story might make it on this podcast. Hey. And, and show the guy some tits. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All yeah. right. At least a nip. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, enjoy a little Festivus from us to you. Some Merry Christmas music for you. Yeah. Merry Christmas, fuckers. Yeah.